Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Now we're in a series uh, we've started last week and we're continuing this week. It's a Christmas series. Uh, also, I like the ugly Christmas sweaters or in my case, cute Christmas sweater. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I, we're in a series we're calling The Light Has Come. The Light Has Come. And why do we say that is because Jesus, he says this. Jesus says this in John 8 verse 12, he says this. John 8, verse 12, he tells us this. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, This is Jesus. I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That Jesus today, he is the light of the world. He's come so that that for us right now, before Jesus came, mankind was in darkness when sin came. But Jesus came died on the cross, rose again so that today we can live in his light. That also that not just for eternity, like, oh, we got fire insurance, but that actually throughout life that you can walk in his light, that you can walk in his freedom, that you can walk in the life that he's provided for you. Uh, And that he's come, John 10.10 says, that he's come to give you life and life to the full, an abundant life. And what does that mean? That means that in every way that God's goodness would overflow in peace, in wholeness, in joy, in provision, that in every way that your life would be full with him. And so we, uh, we, we talked about last week of actually Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, and how that she went from how can this be when she received a word from God. I, maybe you've felt that way. You've read something in the, in the scripture of a promise. How can this be? And then, and then she went from, how can this be to, be it unto me according to your word, or let what you've said happen in my life, and how we can do that. If you missed that, of course, you can listen on the podcast, uh, but we're going to build on that and continue this series uh, with a message I'm calling, uh, what brought you here? What brought you here? Now, I love Calgary. Um, so much, and I love our church, that there are so many people that come to Calgary, and even in our church, so many people that co- have come from all over the world, that not, not just even all over the world, all over Canada, that so many people from all over Canada have come to make Calgary their home, even made this church their home, people all over the world have come to make Calgary and this church home, I love that, I think it's so beautiful, I think it's a picture of heaven, and something I love to ask is this question is, Uh, What brought you here? What brought you here? Because uh, I like that because uh, there's a story to me getting here. Now, my story was, well, what brought you to Calgary? I was born. Uh, (laughs) And my mom goes, woo. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I like it. I like to ask that because there is a a story. I like to hear people's story and, and the process. There's often a process to get you here. And for so many people, there's a process of faith, of stepping out, of, of, of God working. And, and, and I love it because I get to know them better. I care about people and get to hear their story, but also the journey they went through to get here. Now, in the Bible, there are two accounts of two different types of people who actually saw baby Jesus. 
right? You might even have them in your little nativ nativity scene uh, at home, but baby Jesus, they uh, yep, um, and they saw, uh, saw him. Two groups of people, they, they, they went after him, they saw him, they, they worshiped him, and they encountered the, the light of the world, the light of the world. And, and each of them had a journey, and each of them were actually very different. They were very different. But each journey, they encountered Jesus, the light of the world. Um, there was, of course, the wise men. Uh, or the shepherds. I was a shepherd at one time in a play. Maybe you were too. Um, but if you were to ask the shepherds, hey, what brought you here? What brought you here? They might have they gone something like this as it's recorded in the Gospel of Luke. It probably would go something like this. Well, like we were just, you know, outside of Bethlehem watching our sheep. You know, I was on night shift. It's the hardest shift ever, counting sheep as you're on night shift. Uh, it was the middle of the night, and we're just watching sheep. And, uh, and I actually just wrestled the sheep out of, a, uh, out of some shrubbery because, well, uh, did you know that shrubbery is dangerous to sheep because somehow they just jump out and they get stuck there. Anyways, I just wrestled my, my sheep, Betsy, from that, that bush, and then all of a sudden, boom, there was an angel here, and we were freaking out. We were like freaking out, like, like Bartholomew over there was hiding behind a sheep, and then suddenly the same angel that freaked us out said, hey, don't fear, and I'm like, whoa, 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 uh, you're still creeping me out, and then he said, listen, I have good news for you, not for just you, but for all people, great joy, because unto you in the city of the David, also Bethlehem, uh, is, that, is that the Christ, the Savior, the Son of God was born. And, and, and that you can actually go see him, and he, you'll know by, because he's lying in a manger. And we're like, okay, um, all right, freaky dude, you and what army? Then boom, there was a whole army of heaven's army opened up and started singing, glory to God in the highest peace on earth. And we started feeling a bit of peace there. And, and then they left, and, and that, then, then, then we, we, we decided to go. We, we decided to go. We actually see this account in Luke, uh, Luke 2, um, in Luke 2, verse uh, Let's pull it up here. In Luke 2, verse, there we go. Thanks, guys. So it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem. Now, they were just outside of Bethlehem to see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They ran. They sprinted. They found him, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And so they worshiped him, and they were changed beyond that part. The Bible tells us that they then went and they told everybody about it. So they went from, you know, being shepherds to being changed and uh, like little evan evangelical evangelist shepherds telling everybody about Jesus. And so they told everybody about Jesus. Uh, and, but what brought them here? Well, it was, it was a shepherd. There was, it was a powerful experience. An angel came out of nowhere just doing my thing. And then, then uh, the angel uh, just told us where to go, where to find him, what we were looking for. And, and it was just a no-brainer. Of course we're going to go. There's all these angels here. It's like there's an undeniable, there's an assurity here. And so they went. It was easy for them. It was like, well, we're going to go from the field outside of Bethlehem to just walk. Let's, let's walk a 10-minute you know, journey to Bethlehem. It was easy for them. It was convenient for them. 
it's happened like that, that they encountered Jesus. But the second group that came to worship and lay eyes on uh, the light of the world, God in flesh, Jesus, had a quite different journey. In Matthew 2, verse 1, it says this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, uh, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. There they are, the wise men, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star, his star, in the east and have come to worship him who have come to worship him. Now, the wise men, they were astronomers. Um, uh, there were more than three. Uh, there would have been a caravan of them, so they would have rolled with a posse. They had their crew. They're rolling up. It's not just three. We're going. We're going to see Jesus. Um, and, and so they went there, and, uh, and they were astronomers. They studied stars. And, and uh, they would have been, scholars believe, they would have been from Babylon, and they traveled. So their experience and their journey to behold Jesus, to worship Jesus, to encounter the light of the world was so different from the shepherds. There was no angel that said, hey, go this way. This is why you're going. This is who you're going to encounter. Oh, you don't believe me? Listen to this army of angels behind me. Um, and they harmonized beautifully. Listen to this. No, there was none of that. Their journey was not just over the meadow. And to Jesus. Uh, there was probably at least 120 days. I have a little, little slide here, a little picture here of what scholars believe could be their journey from, from Babylon. So it would have been up, around. The reason why they're not going in a straight line is that's desert. It's not the best way. So if things were, if conditions were optimal, if you've ever gone on a road trip, you know that usually conditions that are not always optimal. Someone wants to have a washroom break five minutes in. Um, so they would have went up, down, around, and if everything was good, it would have taken 120 days to get there. What a difference from the shepherd. Same night, just see him over a meadow. But the shepherds, they had a long haul. They had a longer journey to get there. That's great, guys. Thank you. It was longer. There was, there was less certainty than the shepherds. They just saw a star. No one said, okay, this is exactly how it's going to be, where you need to go. Um, and maybe even, I would say, the journey was probably more work. There was, a, there was probably a, a struggle, possibly even. But they got to behold Jesus. They got to worship Jesus, the light of the world. If you ask them, what brought you here? They would have probably said, well, we saw a star then we went on a long journey around. We, we sort of just kept our eyes there, and we just thought, okay, we're just going to keep, keep walking, keep going. We had to have some determination. There was some cost to us. It was costly. We had to prepare some things back home so we could go, but we got there. And if you were to probably ask them, was it worth it? I would venture to say they would say yes. But if you found out Jesus is born, and, and like he is, like he's changing everything. The Savior, the Christ, is born. He is changing everything. And you can choose two ways. You can either be like the shepherds, and where it's like just over a meadow, and you're encountering God in flesh, Jesus, who's going to change your life entirely. Or 
um, you got to wait 120 days, walk that whole way. Maybe you got a camel. I don't know. And, and that camel probably has an attitude because camels have attitudes. Um, which one would you choose? Well, I can't wait two days for something to be shipped to my house. So I'd probably even choose the shepherd's journey. I would choose that. Maybe you would too. Is I want the quicker when, when I want it now. I want to meet and see and encounter and experience the light of the world now. I, I would choose that because I want the suddenly. I think there are times in life and areas of, in our life where it's like the suddenly. Where suddenly, boom, God speaks, he moves, and, and God moves, and we experience Jesus, his freedom, his light right now. It's like, boom, right there. It's like I had, I had a moment in service or in, in my devotion time, and boom, I'm there. But I think there are even other areas of our life where, where it feels more like a process and a journey. That we see something and we know something, but it's far from where we are. And it's like the, the wise men where it's, it's not just over the meadow. This is going to be a process that needs to be walked out and worked out. You know, and, and it can be both. It can be like one aspect of my life, it's good. Like, I, I'm good here. Another aspect, I'm, I'm having a wise man moment here. It's, it's a process. I'm walking it out. It's not instantaneous. I, I'm good over here, but over here... It, it's a challenge. Like, maybe I'm good with my relationship with God, but trusting people after I've been hurt and betrayed by them, I'm in process here. Or, you know, I'm okay with, like, serving others in church, but, you know, these destructive habits, it's a process to work this out. I'm good here having a shepherd moment. I had that shepherd moment. But over in this area of my life, it's a wise man. It's more of a process to get there. I'm walking. I'm walking it out. I'm good here, but a journey over there. Jesus said in John 8, 12, again, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. You know, there is part of it, even as the wise men, where there is a following his light, where I'm not there yet, but I'm going to follow Jesus, follow him so that I can experience the fullness of what he has. I'm not there yet. I'm in process, but I'm going to keep following him. That when we experience this, the, the journey, what, you will behold the fullness of what God has, but I'm on a journey. You know, when we think, uh, even like the wise men at times is like, I know I should be going this way. Like the, the wise men didn't have like an angel telling them. The, wi- the wise men saw a star and they're like, okay, we should go this way. Okay, I have a knowing from God, so I'm going to then follow him. And I, I think if we actually look into this a bit more, maybe even more contextually of the wise men, I think we can even glean some things for the parts in our life where it's not, where I would like it to be. <laughs> but where it's a process. And we can look at what, what, how, what they did, and I believe that we can actually then apply it to our life so that we can actually go the way he has. Because if not, I think we can be discouraging, can't it? 
when you're like, you see a promise of God that he has for you, or you see something stirring in your heart from God, but then it's not an instantaneous thing. It's not just over the meadow. It's a process. If you say, oh, this is discouraging. I'm not there yet, but I believe God has a process. So let's look at Matthew uh, 2, verse 1 again. Matthew 2, verse 1 says this. Matthew 2, verse 1 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Why were they there? Well, they saw a star. It wasn't a coincidence. They didn't stumble into it. There was intentionality. They, they knew something. They were looking for something, and then they acted. They knew something. They were looking for something, and then they acted. Uh, in context, so the wise men, or magi, they were... Um, uh, Mesopotamian or Babylonian, and they're part of the royal court. And they were royal astrologers, um, so they were like Babylon's NASA, okay? They're Babylon's NASA. It was a sophisticated science, and, and, and they were looking in what areas they were in. And part of their job as wise men involved this. It involved them studying and looking into ancient texts, religious texts, and then also studying the stars. And from those things, giving the king advice of what decisions they should make. So, uh, so they would be looking at the stars constantly, but they would also be reading through all these texts. And could it be that, you know, five, six hundred years earlier, there was a guy there in Babylon named Daniel, who was not there because he wanted to be, but because they had brought him captive there. Could it be that maybe he brought back the Torah, the first few books of our Bible? Could it be that he brought some of the readings of, of the prophets and because of that, they maybe knew something about what they should look for? That, that maybe they knew Isaiah 9 verse 6, which says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will rest upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is, of course, speaking of Jesus. Could they have known that from the readings that they would have had to do as part of their job in the court to give the king advice? Could they have maybe known of Numbers 24, 17? Numbers 24, verse 17, which says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A uh, scepter shall rise out of Israel and, and better the, uh, the bow of Moab and destroy the sons of Tumult. Could it be that they knew that? And so the Bible doesn't say this, so this is me speculating, but could it be that, that they knew something? Obviously they did because they were looking and they were arrived there. So they knew something. They were then looking for, and because they knew the significance, they were looking for something and eventually they acted. Maybe you've seen the word of God and his promises, or God has spoken in your heart, or maybe you come on a Sunday morning or in a Thrive group or small groups and you hear about the promises of God's peace for you, the promises of God's healing for you, provision for you to walk in freedom, for you to flourish in your relationships, in life, in, your, in, in where you are. And we know that this is what God has for us, 
Or, or, or maybe you don't, you don't have a specific verse, or, but you have a knowing in your heart. You know by the Holy Spirit, and he's speaking to your heart. God's stirring your heart, and you know something. Where you're settled before, now it's stirring. And you see God's promise, or God's stirring your heart, and, and I want to have it now. Why can't I have that shepherd moment now? The angels, I'm cool. Like, come bring, bring your songs. Sing to me. Come on here, people. So we, we, know, we know something. We see God's promises. We know God spoke to our heart. But it's not instantaneous like the shepherds. Where, where, am, where I am is so much further than what God's word is saying. He says, I, have, I, I can have peace in him, but there's just constant anxiety in my heart. Or he says that I can, like, I'm blessed in every area, but no, 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 I'm like struggling to like put food on the table. So what, what do you do? The wise men, though, because of what they knew, they were looking. They were looking. Because we know what God has said, what God has spoke either in his written word or what God has spoken to your heart, as the wise men, I think we need to be looking. We need to be looking, looking for where God is moving, looking for what God is leading, looking for where, 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 where God is moving there. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See, we need to look unto Jesus. We're looking, okay, God, I, I, where I am and where your, where your promise is, there's some difference here. There's a journey. So I'm going to look for what you're doing, what you're saying, or what you've said, and then I can move. See, I'm looking unto the light of the world, Jesus. I'm looking unto Jesus. And so we can have faith and hope a confident expectation in him because we know something. We know what he said, so now we can look. You know, we see Abraham, he hoped against hope. When he was old, God had given him a promise to have kids, and it passed the time in the natural, but he hoped against hope because he had faith and knew that God would do it. So we can know God's word, what he said, and because we know, we can look. You know, the wise men, they didn't go out one Thursday morning, say, or evening, I should say, and say, oh, what are we going to do? Let's look to the stars. <laughs> oh, let's, let's do it, Bartholomew. This is great. No, that was part of something that they knew something, so they were intentional to look for something. They were intentional to look. See, uh, uh, intentionality, being intentional, God, where are you moving? What are you doing? What are you saying to me? Uh, uh, intentional to look, what is God doing? What is he saying? What is he doing? And look out for what he said for healing, what he said for peace, what he said for relationships, what he said about your value, your call on your life, to be looking, not just, I'm going to stumble into it. No, I'm going to be intentional about it. See, the wise men were looking at the stars and, and the sky because there was significance. They knew what they had. They, they were on the lookout for how God was going to do that. I think we can be on the lookout. Okay, God, where are you moving? What are you saying? What have you said? Uh, in, in Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says this, but those who wait on the Lord in the Amplified uh, for the Lord, who expect 
look for and hope in him shall uh, change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun, the amplified. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. But those who on the lookout looking for God, where are you working? Where are you moving God? And, and so we know what what God, that God has spoken to us, okay, now we, we look. We look for them. And there was a time where I'm sure the wise men there were just looking. Nothing. 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 There, there was a time where, where okay, I'm looking. I, I, and, and I'm looking, I'm looking, and, and nothing. There's, it seems like nothing's happening. But then all of a sudden, there was a time where they looked up. Whoa, whoa, get the camels, get the camels, right? Like there was a time where suddenly they saw what they were looking for, and what did they do? They took action. They saw what they were looking for, the star that would signify, and then they took action. See, there was times where when rather than just, okay, I know God has said this. No, I know God has said this, so I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. He said things, he's moving, he's working, and as soon as I see him move, I'm moving. See, I'm not going to just wait and like, okay, like they weren't like, okay, hopefully we'll get to Bethlehem and just stay in Babylon. No, they took action. That 120-day journey with that large caravan, they went step after step. Step after step, keep pursuing, keeping their eye on where they were going. Uh, 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 the, the, the wise men, is there, uh, versus the shepherd's experience, was one more like God inspired than the next? No, it's just where they were. It doesn't make it any better that it, it, someone else maybe just right like that. It's an instantaneous like boom. And, and, and for this area in your life, it's like, it's just a journey. It doesn't make it any, any less God. It doesn't, doesn't mean that your journey's any less. No, no, no. The Lord is leading you in that moment. That's both a divine encounter. That's, that's God's way. One's not better than the other. So when God leads you, when you see the God opportunity, take action. Say yes. Take that step of faith. Uh, James tells us faith without works is dead. We see heroes in the faith in uh, Abraham, Moses, uh, Peter, Mary, Noah. Let's throw in those wise men uh, there. They took action. They took action. Uh, maybe, maybe right now it's like, okay, I know something's not right in my finances. Like, I just know, like, oh, I'm under the constant pressure. I'm constantly, like, and I know this isn't, this isn't how it's supposed to be. I have a knowing here. Okay, so then I know something's off by the Holy Spirit. So then what am I going to do? I'm going to look. I'm going to look to what God has said in his word. Oh, he, he says, know the state of your flock. Don't build a, 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 like a castle or a house before counting the cost. In, in 2023 terms, have a budget. Know where you are. It, it says that, you know, the, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. He gives seed to the sower. Oh, so there's some shifts that I need to make. So there's where I am. God's promise of like uh, blessed to be a blessing, overflowing. But then there is 
Now I need to take action on what he's said. I can't just know it and stay in Babylon. I need to get up and go. Uh, maybe, maybe it's uh, uh, you, you find like, I, I know God says like, you know, to have peace, to have peace. Okay, so then I need to go into his word and see what he says about peace. Uh, that I need to cast all my cares upon him for he cares for me. Oh, that, that I need to, 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 to partner with him in areas of my life. Oh I, need to, and, oh, I need to guard my heart because above all else flows the issues of life, Proverbs tells us. So I need to be intentional about what I allow into my heart. Oh, part of what, I, what my anxiety is what I'm allowing into my heart. Oh, so then I need to start. It might be a journey, but I need to start. I need to start moving from Babylon to Bethlehem. Uh, just start walking. Just start walking. It's going to be a process. That's okay. The Lord is leading you on a process. It's not a coincidental star for the wise men. It's not a coincidence that the Lord is speaking to you and stirring your heart. Uh, you know, we can look at, okay, what is God saying and take action on it? Psalms 119.105 says, your word, this is called the Bible, God's word, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, his word will guide your steps, knowing that, that God is stirring. I think another one, hey, maybe God's stirring like a business on your heart. Then what do you do? You look for God opportunities. You're on the lookout for God opportunities. You're on the lookout for God opportunities. Then the, when the right one comes, I'm going, I'm going. You know, for me even, like right now, I felt like the Lord stirring on my heart of like, uh, uh, like just starting to stir. And as we were in that series, last series of enlarge, lengthen, strengthen, I just could feel like there was something stirring on my heart. And so it wasn't like, oh, I feel like some stirring. This is nice. Um, <laughs> but then it's like, okay, I'm looking. God, where are you? What are you doing? I'm looking for God opportunities, God-led things. I'm, I'm, I'm actively looking. And, and like, actually, I've, I've saw one that could very well be, and I've taken one step, and I'm like, okay, is this you, Lord? And I'm going to let you lead me here. Um, but it's like, okay, need to allow God's spirit, his word, his, the, to lead you and, 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 and bring you through his process. You know, not looking at where I've been, what I've gone through, but instead looking unto Jesus. That is how you're going to get from Babylon to Bethlehem. If you're looking constantly back to, ba to Babylon, you can't do that navigation route. No, you need to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher. And the account, it's interesting. So the account in Matthew uh, 2, it, it actually, the wise men are in uh, the palace of King Herod, who was called the king of the Jews, even though he wasn't a Jew. The Roman government had put him in place there to govern the Jews, right, to oppress them and all of that. But they found themselves in, in Herod's palace saying, hey, where is the king of the Jews? Like, I can see them excited. Like, where is he? Like, we got some gifts. Um, and, and they're there. And, and, but they're at the wrong place. It makes sense for them to be there. It makes sense for them. 
Like, where's, where's the, the baby, the king of the Jews in the, in the capital? He should be here, shouldn't he? It was only the priests and scribes that then came and said, no, 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 actually, he, sh- he should be born in, in Bethlehem. It's not what they thought it would look like at the start of their journey. They were in um, Jerusalem, but it was actually Bethlehem. You know, maybe you have felt this too, is where you've seen God's promises, you start walking, and it's not how you thought it would look. And you start like, you start calibrating and walking how they will look this way. But then it actually turns out, oh, God actually has me going over this way. You know, is, is allowing him to lead and going his way. And it's okay if it doesn't look how you thought it would look like on the outset. But follow Jesus. They, they followed the star. Uh, in, verse, or in verse 9, it says this, When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they heard, uh, when they had come to the house, into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him a gift. They encountered Jesus. They worshipped Jesus through a long journey, but they behold God in flesh, Jesus, the light of the world. It was worth it. It was worth the journey. Can I encourage you today with this? Can I encourage you with this? Is that maybe it's a process. Maybe you're on a journey. Where you are is Babylon. Where you're going is Bethlehem. And it feels so long. It feels so long. Can I encourage you? It's worth the process. To keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, that he will lead you, he will guide you, that, that he, will, he, will, he will lead you. Now, maybe you're, you don't know where to go, but you, you have a knowing that there is something, that there is something stirring. Well, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And we'll talk about this next week, but what's cool is that their journey wasn't about them. They had brought some gifts to Jesus to worship him. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.